Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from jubilant justices to jiggling jellies. And today, we're covering Jewablex. It's real easy to get caught up in Jubilex. It's Jubilex. Yes, exactly. Because I, I usually do slip into uh, Jubilex. Yeah. It's, I feel like it just rolls off the tongue better, but it's either Jubilex or Jubilex. Jubilex. Yeah, I, like, I like hitting the eye. Yeah. On hit, there a little hit, bit. I mean, the eye's in there. Might as well hit it. Right. Right. So, uh, what do you know about Jubilex? I know enough about him from the last episode we did on Zuckdemoy. Right. Zuck- we did yeah, Zuckdemoy. Yes. And we did talk about him a little bit. He is her arch rival in a way. So. He's the the ooze prince. He is the ooze prince. So let's get into it. So Jubilex is one of the major demon lords in Dungeons and Dragons. He is the demon prince of oozes, slimes, and shapeless things. And is also known as the faceless lord, the oozing hunger, he who slithers, the unnameable one. And contemptuously by other demon lords, he is known as the lord of nothing. The lord of nothing? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He is an interesting entity. He has been considered at times to be a minor deity as well as a demon lord. Though he's also commonly regarded as the weakest of all the demon lords. Okay. So this may be factually incorrect and merely an underestimation of his power. He himself is not concerned with the outward perception of his abilities. Jubilex is a noxious creature that doesn't care about the plots and schemes of others of its kind. He exists only to consume, digest, and transform living matter into more of himself. Good for you, Jubilex. Yeah. Live your truth. <laughs> He's a strong, independent demon lord that don't need no one else in his life. He don't need no recognition. He doesn't. He doesn't. He really doesn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Dublex is considered to be the most disgusting and loathsome of all demon kind. Uh, he is a stew of noxious fluids that lurks in the abyssal depths. He has no set form. He can spread himself into a vast pool of slime or raise up into a towering column of disgusting ordure into whatever shape that he pleases. A true horror, uh, Jewablex is a mass of bubbling and shuddering slime swirling with black and green veins and with glaring red eyes floating and shifting within his semi-translucent body. Okay. He can rise up 20 f- to a 20-foot tall towering mass, his baleful red eyes swimming in his gelatinous body and dripping pseudopods of tremulous ooze writhing with latent hunger in every direction at once, ready to drag victims <laughs> into himself and to become one with him. My God. <laughs> well, <laughs> can you imagine hitting this guy with like a beam, like a concentrated beam of light, like a flashlight? Oh, yeah. And well, seeing I like also all see the nasty. ooze just like forming a hole and the light beam going right through it and then reforming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, in his resting state, Jublex spreads out as a pool of animation ooze, a noxious mass bubbling and filling the air with a profound stench. In short, he's a big slime boy. He's a big slime boy. He's a big slime boy. Is he, so he's, he's shapeless? Shapeless? He's whatever shape he wants to be, and usually he just lets it all hang out. He's just a pool. He's, <laughs> he's a just pool. letting it all hang out. I kind of like uh, the <laughs> idea of him having like a jacuzzi that has no water. <laughs> yeah, he and is he, his he own He is the jacuzzi. Exactly. Um, but <laughs> throw, like when, Throw my dinner in here. When things, just anywhere's fine. <laughs> anywhere's fine. Um, and, but when things get serious or when he decides that he, he needs a little bit more uh, structure in his life, he can form himself into like a more solid oblong structure so he doesn't need he doesn't need no man or nobody he can no. he can form a little hand to like reach outside of the jacuzzi tub and grab the chicken leg it's or whatever very true no, absolutely <laughs> so duoblex is a strange and dark anomaly of the abyss a horrid monster whose shape and aura are repulsive and whose mind conforms to no one's expectations the formless one is hideous even to his peers the other demon lords who dismiss him as a master of nothing uh, but behind their jeering mockery and callous dismissal of the Faceless Lord is a bit of genuine fear. Jewoblex is inscrutable, strange, and alien, even by demonic standards. Just the fact that Jubilex is there and is this non-quantifiable entity to the other demon lords, it somewhat unnerves them. Okay. Like, no one knows what to make of this dude. He's there. He's powerful enough to be a threat. Even if he's technically weaker than all the other demon lords, but no one knows what drives Jubilex. No one knows what Jubilex will do. He seems to do nothing most of the time. Okay. But he could do something at any time. <laughs> and they just don't know. They fear the unknown that is exactly. Jubilex. Can you imagine like somebody like Baphomet or like Inagu coming up to you and being like, uh <laughs> That's pretty bad, right? Like, seriously. Like, like oh, what bro, the fuck? Like, I know I'm me, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think maybe he was born of, like, the slime byproduct of something one of those two demon lords was doing. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> um, no one, well, we're going to talk about the enigmaticness of his origins in a origin bit here. Story. But, um, but, yeah, no one really knows where Jubilex comes from. Um, <laughs> he had no Uncle Ben. He had no Uncle Ben. So despite all of his enigmaticness, Jubilex is very much the least complicated of the Demon Lords when it comes to his personality and his goals. Um, he is severely one-track-minded, as his only plans, if you will, are destruction and ruin, and he cares a little for intrigue or maneuvering. Um, Jubilex does not plot or scheme. Jubilex is content to simply exist, destroying and killing and corroding anything he can get his tendrils on. Yeah. Um, he hates everything and revels only in stating his never-ending hunger. Uh, Jubilex contributes nothing towards the struggles in and or for the Abyss, making efforts neither during the Dawn War nor throughout the ascendancy of the Queen of Chaos and when it came to the rise of the, um, God, what were they called? The things before the Tanari. 
what were they called? I can't remember. Shit. They were this the more something I should They know. were the more uh, Lovecraftian type <laughs> demons before like the current like reign of the Tanari demons and for some reason I can't remember the name of them. You but, take uh, a break Queen of Chaos was one of them. Um and nor nor in the ongoing blood war between demons and devils does Duplex involve himself either. Again, he doesn't do anything. He's so passive. He's very passive. Yeah. <laughs> that's why they're scared. Yeah, that's why they're scared. So no blood war interaction, no mm-hmm. no forming armies or leading troops of chaos into mm-hmm. None, none of that mess. Okay. No. So only the slimes and oozes that populate his realm truly interest the fetid prince. Uh, they quiver with something akin to pleasure when the faceless lord is near, writhing whenever he passes. <laughs> Jubilex <laughs> <Jubilex, laughs> like rolling through and all of the slimes just like jiggling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Jubilex might be a demon lord, but what he claims is his dominion is nothing anyone else could ever want. Thus the <laughs> moniker, the master of nothing. Okay, I get it now. Yeah. Still, there are things about Jewablex that all should fear despite his lack of scheming and his lack of action. Mm-hmm. For one, it is speculated that in addition to being a demon lord, Jewablex is also a minor deity. The Book of Vile Darkness from 3.5 names him as one of the lost gods. So if he isn't still a deity now in 5.0, uh, he at least used to be at one point. Now, it isn't clear what powers or abilities this does or doesn't give him, but I'm sure it isn't nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure he gets something from that. It's the power to become soup. I guess so. Or not be soup. I I guess so. Um, (laughs) The other factor is the fact that unlike other demon lords, Jubilex already has servants that pervade nearly every corner of the cosmos. Oozes and jellies. Yeah, those are just random baddies in dungeons. Mm -hmm. And they are all subject to his will and can be found throughout the material plane, both of its echoes, some of the elemental planes, and almost all of the lower planes. Basically, if oozes can survive, they're there. Right. So with Jubilex, and they are, and they are, yeah. And so with <laughs> Jubilex's servants already found in every corner of existence they can possibly inhabit, one might wonder why he hasn't yet roused his armies and seized the world. In truth, uh, it's speculated that he has more servants than he can command at any one time. He can't divide his attention to direct them all at once, uh, at least not yet. So it's okay. said that he is waiting patiently, accumulating his power and breeding new horrors for the day when he can claim what he believes is his due. And when he does, it's quite possible the cosmos may be doomed to drown in his putrescence. Holy shit. Because you have just all these oozes and jellies sucking up adventurers uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. And that's OK. So that can see why people are scared. They're like. He's not doing anything, but, he but he's everywhere. He fucking could. Yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe he's waiting for his godhood to kick in for some servants to, ru- yeah, to start worshiping exactly. so he can get the power to mm-hmm. collect his minions. It's very, very possible. He's just storing them all in rando dungeons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with that being said, let's take a short rest. Okay. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. 
Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the party episode. We're not talking about that last gooey thing. We're talking about this new gooey thing. It's our love. It's so sticky. It's so sticky. God, it's everywhere. It's all over the mic. Oh, wait. No, I was talking about you. It's all over the key. I was talking about my love. It's all over the keyboard. Oh, no. It's, it's all over your laptop. Oh, wait. Hang on. Is that love? Hey. Is that one love? Let's uh, let's talk about our patrons. Hey, patrons. Thanks so much for, uh, for being on board and for helping us. Go check out your bonus content. There's a lot of people that came in. Thank you, guys. I know the world is a crazy place right now, so we really appreciate your ongoing support. Indeed. Um, so let's get into it. It's uh, We got coming up on this list, Kyle Stoakig. Thank you, Kyle. Enigma. Thank you, Enigma. Jeremy Blackburn. Thank you, Jeremy. Nick Woyson. Thank you, Nick. Mcswagger Duff. Thank you, Swagger Duff. They left and came back? I think they're, I think uh, they're, they're just farming repeat. shout outs. Maybe. Maybe. That's, that's fine. Is that a thing? It is. <laughs> if you want it to be, it can I be. I so. But thank you, McSwagger Duff. Uh, Warhammer 99701. Thank you, Warhammer. Owl Blue. Thank you, Owl Blue. Micah. Thank you, Micah. Uh, Rao Utu. Thank you. Wait, say it again? It's R-A-U-U-T-U. Rao Utu. Thank you, Rao Utu. Uh, Sam Holmberg. Thank you, Sam. I feel like we got a lot of Sams lately. 
Is that just me? I feel like there's been a Sam every shout out. Is there I'm going to go Sam? back and listen. Well, we're going to go listen to the episode from two or three weeks ago, I think, because we recorded. It's every two or three weeks, yeah. Well, this last one should be three weeks ago. That's true. Because we did three at we once. We did three at once, yeah. It's the way we record in advance. Any who's. Um, What's today's date? Well, the 5th, April 5th? Yes, I believe uh, so. Today's April 5th as we're recording this. Right. So This episode won't drop for like three weeks from now. Yeah, yeah. so um, thanks, guys. If you're if you're new to the Patreon uh, after that date um, or even after, on that date, but after that the time we pulled the list, you'll get your shout out on the next Indeed. couple. Yep. Um, <clears throat> other than that, uh, Flashbang and the Surgeon is um, I have episodes stockpiled. Um, and I'll be releasing those soon, but other than that, we haven't recorded anything new because of the virus outbreak and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to figure it out online like we are with Saga, but we'll talk right. more about that in our, in our long rest. Yes. So, um, otherwise let's get back to the show. Back to the show. Back to the show. We back, we back. We're back. Okay. We've returned. That's good. Back to the <laughs> abyss. Uh, specifically, back to uh, Shadakla. Oh, shit. It's back again. <laughs> yes. The, so we, the, <laughs> the crazy name that has no joke. It <laughs> right. is the joke. It is the joke itself. I called for you all to d- put your best stuff in the comments, and I was disappointed. <laughs> so, but I shouldn't be, because it's not possible. Apparently not. It's like the word orange. There's no, nothing that rhymes There's with nothing it. that rhymes with that. So we talked about this in the Zuckmoy episode. But yes. Jewablex dwells in the 222nd layer of the abyss, also known as Shadokla. Uh, here he shares the dominion of the layer with Zuckmoy, the Lady of Fungi. The two demon lords have a long history of conflict. This is essentially the only form of activity in contact Jubilex has with others of his kind. The two are locked in a bitter stalemate as Jubilex constantly attempts to surge upward into Zuckmoy's holdings, and Zuckmoy spends much of her energy trying to drive him out of his caverns below. What does that look like? Just just overgrowth going back and forth. Like he's corroding away the At mushrooms the and she's just like planting fungi seeds down? <laughs> I, I guess so. She sends out her armies, which also just grow. Like right. his ooze stuff is made of organic matter, so I'm sure they can use that for food. They just constantly eat each other. And like... <laughs> They're both endlessly hungry, so no one wins. Yeah, I <laughs> so. love the splatooning around. Yeah, like the, exactly. Like, <laughs> that's why when you use that uh, example, I was like, fuck, that's pretty close. He just shows up uh, from a hole <laughs> underground and throws up a whole bunch yeah. all over the place and then goes back to his jacuzzi. <laughs> exactly, which is himself. His jacuzzi has to be made of something that he's not going to corrode through quickly, probably. What probably you, some sort of stone. Maybe some hardened uh, slime. Just Ew. more slime. Okay, that's gross. Let's just keep <laughs> talking. All right. Speaking of which, Jubilix's principal lair is known as the Slime Pits, Ooh. a bubbling morass of oozing fetid sludge. Its landscape is covered in vast expanses of caustic and unintelligent slimes and strange organic forms that rise from the oceans of molds and oozes at Jubilix's command. Less, yeah. Lesser oozes, which are a threat only in great numbers, coat the upper passages. The deeper into the reeking pits one travels, though, the more terrifying and cunning the oozes become, until no mistake can be made about their sentience and demonic nature. Okay. <laughs> so, like... What does that look like? Going No, I know. I kinda, it looks like the inside of a sick person's nose. 
I guess so. Yeah, sure. <laughs> goopy and oozy and drippy and yeah. soupy. Exactly. <laughs> Jubilex and his servants have actually chewed through the stone and soil to link the deeper chasms in Shadokla together through a network of damp corridors. That's cool. Um, each chasm serves as a breeding pit where the oozes spawn in an endless cycle, their fecundity filling the pits with so many slimes of so many varieties that the sheer numbers create masses akin to underground lakes. Yikes. Fecundities. Yeah, indeed. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try and find fun words. What a word. Um, though they are not numerous, other types of demons sometimes choose to reside here as well. Okay. They do? <laughs> they do. Sometimes. Okay. The slime pits attract those who value anarchy and anonymity above all else because Jubilex pays so little attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody comes here. Yeah. And that guy doesn't give a fuck. So I can right. come. Like, okay, well, who? So. <laughs> So Hezraus, the toad-like demons, croak in the still gloom of the upper chambers, while Chasmes, the fly-like demons, feast on the waste uh, pooling in the corridors. Okay. So the real nasty that tracks, demons. I guess. Yeah, the exactly. real nasty boys are <laughs> yeah, in there exactly. eating the eating the goo. And it's specifically the real nasty boys that don't like to be told what to do by the bigger nasty boys. So yeah. They come here. They, yeah. They, like I'm okay with eating the shit of the things that are shit. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> and no one's here to tell me I can't. No so one. Can, no I'm, one's gonna. T- <laughs> So I'm, so I'm gonna. No one's gonna tell me how to live. I'm gonna eat this poop. <laughs> this is exactly it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but the most wretched denizens of the slime pits are mortals who bound themselves into Jubilex's service. I say I did it again. It's Jubilex, not Jubilex. You've done it a few times, but See, that's okay. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just I'm trying with it. real hard. Just roll, just roll with it. We all know it's supposed to be Jubilex. Just, just roll with it. <laughs> it takes a particularly depraved person to seek out the faceless lord, and most who do so um, suffer terrible afflictions that lead to madness already okay like, before they ever met this guy like before they even get there yeah yeah because this is how they got there they're rolling through the abyss and they probably had to fight a well, mushroom lady I, i'm just talking about mortals who like find their way into his oh, worship like they, they, not necessarily oh, to okay. him, him so mortals looking for relief from misery can be lured into cults to offer prayers and sacrifices to the pestilent demon lord uh those who bind themselves to jubilex's uh to jubilex might be drawn one day to shadakla such broken souls slowly dissolve until they are reborn as sentient oozes or gelatinous hybrids doomed to serve Jubilex. Nice. Isn't the black pudding like really strong? Yeah. We're actually going to talk about a very specific black pudding very soon. But yeah, black puddings are very strong. I used yeah. the black pudding as a boss fight in yeah. F-Bats. Yeah. It was, um, it was raunchy. It yeah. was a really I strong almost, monster. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers for Super Quest Saga, but I almost used the black pudding of... For that one boss fight, where we fought a news with all the faces in it, I, I used the blood elemental, which was way cooler. Oh, but cool! Both both would have worked, but I just happened to find one that fit a bit more. Okay. Um. But yeah, the black pudding's very strong. Yeah. Um, pseudopods. Yeah, all them pseudopods. <laughs> so Jubilex's Ju- territory in Shadakla extends to the surface as well as below. So it, in some ways, he kind of controls more land than Zuckmoy does. He has more surface area. Yeah, he, he, can he, pop- really, he really does. He can populate all 360 <laughs> degrees it's of space. Very, it's very true. <laughs> so at the edge of Zuckmoy's control, across the far bank of the River Styx, five bubbling slime-filled chasms erupt onto the surface of Shadakla like pus from a broken scab. Yum, yum, yum. Ranging in color from olive, mustard, green, ochre, and gray, the pools lead deeper into the slime pits themselves. Another region of influence Jubilex has on the surface of Shadakla is an enormous lake-like body known as the Ickerdeep Entity. This slowly expanding stain of colonial algae appeared around the same time that Zuckmoy ended up being bound in the Temple of Elemental Evil. We talked about this in the Zuckmoy episode. We did, yeah. Like, this is how she lost control of her place because she got locked up for a bit. Okay. Um, so the Ickerdeep Entity grew to dominate hundreds of miles of territory by the time she returned to the Abyss. <laughs> 
Okay. This syrupy expanse of purple and black plant matter occasionally generates giant pseudopods capable of grasping prey from the air above, Ooh. betraying at least rudimentary sentience of some kind. So it's like a fusion mm. between the mushrooms and the goo? Kinda. Zuckmoy has not and will not even speak of the entity since she has returned, leading most to come to the conclusion that she has completely lost this region to Juoblex's control. Oh, man. So he's just got a big... I can't even get it back. Yeah, I the, can't even get it back. That ooze is too nasty. Deep entity. Icker yeah, Deep. Which is a really cool name for a thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> the Faceless Lord does not venture throughout the slime pits nor any other region that he controls. Instead, he seizes a lesser ooze and uses that servant to carry his awareness wherever he wishes within his fetid kingdom. His throne room, if you will, stands at the kingdom center in a cavern littered with remains uh, that are resistant to his caustic humors of the room's acidic inhabitants. Okay, so um, he's got material in there that can yeah, like maintain this is that some good, sort of good form. stone that won't burn unless I really <laughs> want it to. Good, this, is, this is that marble shit <laughs> yeah. with the wax coat. <laughs> That's true. Okay. <laughs> so Jubilex claims a stone pedestal in the center where his excretions have corroded and streaked the rock. It has become like a crooked finger rising up from a churning stew of oozes and other lackeys that have won the favor of Jubilex. Oh, weird. <clears throat> so this is a really weird, like, throne courtroom. It's real nasty. Yeah, probably stinks. So outside of Zuckmoy, Jubilex has no uh, enmity with any other demon lords, nor does he really have any kind of interaction with them at all. Um, the other demon lords despise and loathe Jubilex, but most see him as a faceless menace that poses a threat only to those foolish enough to stand in front of him, and they wisely choose to leave him alone. To them, he's Zuckmoy's problem, and no one really likes her either. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Exactly. So, wait, so the only place that smells worse than, the, than like, the Underdark is the Abyss, because mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. time we talk about the Abyss, it always smells like dank. Well, to be fair, the last couple times we've talked about it was when we uh, were talking about the Queen of Funguses and now the King of Oozes. So, like, but Baphomet's stuff can't smell good. Oh, no. There's so much like animal. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah. none of it smells good. Yeah. None of it smells. Well, no, no, none of it smells good. No, I don't think any of it smells good because I know Orcus's realm is full of like bones and dead. So, no. yeah. And uh, plus, you can't breathe there. So I guess you smell nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do as a player like because um, this has implications like like when i go into a place that smells bad i want to leave immediately true but if you're here you're probably here for a reason and or maybe you are trying to escape so you're wearing a bandana what's up i suppose so i mean i, I would imagine you would put on what you could but yeah it would be under the dm's description to like remind the players and to be good about describing exactly how fucking nasty awful it smells yeah i, I is that something that um <clears throat> i don't know if I cover the th way things smell enough in in my games, <laughs> right, you know? Right. Like I don't know if I do either. I try. Like, should this have an effect on, like, a player's... It definitely should it have an effect on a player. if you want it to. On their role play. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to a stinky, stinky place, like, of mm -hmm. rotting flesh, yeah. that's an almost unbearable smell for the average person. I think so, yeah. Do you as you but, as you level up the, in Dungeons and Dragons, do you just like become immune to smells? No, I don't think so, but like the way smell works in real life is if you're exposed to a smell long enough, you stop smelling it. That's true. Yeah, and that happens pretty quickly actually. It does. So you're just like you would have the initial like disgust factor, but I would say after a couple hours like, well, you guys don't really smell anymore cuz like you are 
it, you probably smell like it now too. You're just the <laughs> you're the seasoned adventurer in the party. You've been <clears throat> you've been to many places, and you're yeah. just like, give it like ten minutes, man. Oh, I was, you're not I, gonna I, smell it anymore. I, like, I went smell blind. I went smell blind ten years ago. <laughs> I, went, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're good. If you're just play somebody that that has ex- experienced like planar travel, right. and you're good. Exactly. You don't smell rotting flesh anymore because <laughs> you're just overexposed. So we've covered the fact that Juablex ha- is served by countless oozes and jellies and some few demons as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's cover cultists and specific greater servants of his. Okay. So, Back in the material plane. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. So there is no organized cult of Juablex. Although a few demented souls or groups do revere the faceless lord as a god. It's doubtful that Juablex knows of these few outside of those who make the pilgrimage to the slime pits. And even if he does know about them, he certainly doesn't encourage them, nor does he reward their loyalty. Okay. So it's a miracle they freaking exist anyway. They did it because they felt like it. Exactly. Oh, man. Only the most crazed and desperate people worship the Faceless Lord. Those shattered few think that he might ease their pain or burn out their minds so that in insanity, they can endure whatever terrible condition that led them to such desperate measures in the first place. But instead, he just like passively looks over as you enter the room and like goes back to eating his chicken leg. <laughs> well, no. If you if you get to the point where you're in the room with him, he's like, okay, come here, and he eats you. Oh, and then like <laughs> he's, he reaches for his chicken leg, and he's like, mm, and he, then he reaches for you. Exactly. <laughs> and you're at least I guess at that point, that's like, kind of what you God, want. This is what I wanted. The master's touched me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And okay. then you become part of him. And now I am the ooze. Indeed, disease has the tendency to touch all of Juablux's non-ooze servants in some way. One might be covered in unsightly growths. Another could have unnatural blisters on the hands and face, or their fingers and toes might be rotted away. Cool. That's really DM's discretion there. So you just got <laughs> cool. some nubby hands and feet. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> With your nubby hands, you're just like, we are the ooze. And then you fall on the floor in like I a pile. <laughs> oh, that's so gross, but I love it. Yep. Um, the most powerful and notable of all Jublix's servants is a gargantuan-sized black pudding known as Darkness Given Hunger. Is this the three-headed dog guarding the gates of hell? Uh, I mean, there's some similarities, but not really. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. Darkness Given Hunger is the largest black pudding known in all of existence. Okay. It was possessed by a Hezrau demon. Those are the toad ones. Okay. At Jubilex's command, and then an imprisoned possessor spell was cast upon the fusion, making it permanent. For centuries, the demon has dwelled within the pudding, and the two have truly become one in the foul depths of the abyss. In, it serves as Jubilex's most favored servant, occasionally venturing to the surface or even into the material plane on the hunt for particularly delicious morsels. Okay. It's just like a mini him. It's his mini me. It's just his mini me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you've, I, I became the doing math meme at the beginning of that. Why? Like, what happened? I, I, oh, because I was of like, like doing wait, fucking calculations that yeah, didn't I'm make like, sense. For me, I'm like, why does this have to be so complicated? Why couldn't it just been, no, it's just the biggest, baddest dudes. Like, and he loves it. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> But no, it's possessed by a de- I guess they wanted to give it intelligence so it's like super super intelligent because oh so it's demons it's, tend to be very very intelligent too yes so it's possessed by hezrau demon the hezrau demon is very very intelligent and it's the biggest blood pudding known in all, in all the universe so so <clears throat> walk me through it's it's yeah. possessed by the toad demon yeah. the hezrau and the has like and then a spell was cast to to make it permanent so like so the, the demon the, the possession and, wouldn't wear off. Exactly. Okay, and so okay. the Hezrau's body is gone. There is no Hezrau anymore. They it are is one. the pudding. There is the pudding. And okay. since the pudding itself has such weak will and no personality, it's just the Hezrau within the pudding, really. All right, sweet. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like, why not do it a bunch of times? <laughs> I well, I mean, he probably only has one black pudding this big. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, like, this seems like... And he doesn't have a lot of demons 
that like serve him. And Jubilex doesn't really think about the future too much. He just thought it was a good idea at the yeah, time. He doesn't give a shit. He really doesn't. So he just has one. He's big... just fat and lazy and lives in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. That's any, like... que- any questions about Jubilex before we get into his regional effects and his stats and his I, madness? I bet the regional effect involves gooey stuff. Oh, I mean, without a doubt. Okay, let's, so let's do it. So let's get into it. So, um, the region containing Jubilex's lair is warped by its magic, creating one or more of the following effects. It looks like we have three. First effect. Small bodies of water, such as ponds or wells within one mile of the lair, turn highly acidic, corroding any object that touches them. Number two. Surfaces within six miles of the lair are frequently covered by a thin film of slime, which mm-hmm. is slick and sticks to anything that touches it. It's slick and sticky? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's... Well, I suppose it's slick, but when you try and pull away from it, it's sticky. It's on you. Yeah. Okay. Like, you could probably skate across it, but you can't lift your legs to actually do the skating, so you can't skate across it. <laughs> you're with Season Adventure. He's like, everybody get a running start. Yeah. And then, you know, pretend like you're on your your tile at home. Right. Exactly. Okay. It's got exactly it. it. Um, and lastly, if a humanoid spends at least one... Oh, yeah. It's just madness. If, if it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, just madness. I, I forgot. It's so just like, madness. Yeah, if you spend an hour within his region, uh, you have to make a saving throw against madness. It's a DC 18 wisdom saving throw. Um, here's the madness chart. Yes. Read it to me from the first person, One, Will. two, three, four, five. Well, yeah, I have to. That's how it's written. Um, so there's five effects. Uh, if you roll a zero to 20, um, I must consume everything I can. I'm pretty sure that's a duplicate of another one. Maybe. Like an Inagu one. The second one, I refuse to part with any of my possessions. Okay. Number three, I'll do everything I can to get others to eat and drink beyond their normal limits. That's gross. This is Number okay, four, yeah. I must possess as many material goods as I can. So you become hoarding. Oh, you hoard. you're like a slime. You're like a slime. You start acting on. like a news. Yeah, yeah, okay. Exactly. And the last one, my... <laughs> I was like trying to make I the did, connection. I like, what is this? the sentence that I'm about to read. Oh. So here's the last one. My personality is irrelevant. <laughs> okay. I am defined by what I consume. Dope. That's cool. I am the Chipotle. I... <laughs> <laughs> I am guac. I am the guac. I am guac is extra for two. Do- give it. Give me the Stop guac. Stop calling me gu- Will. Start calling me guac. Just call me guac. Okay. So I get it on every Chipotle l- bowl. Exact- Anyways, layer actions. So if you actually go here, why on earth would you? Because there's no reason to go here. He never leaves. Like you never have to worry about him. So why would you go here? But I guess if you're here, wait. Aren't there? Uh, aren't there oozes that? like possess the spirit of your home your fallen homie or like become the vengeful spirit of your yeah can't you become an ooze that's a ritual you have to do yeah right we become a vengeful ooze that's that's like the only personality tie-in i could think like maybe somebody really important became a vengeful ooze and you got to go down there and do something about it i guess so but you're honestly you're probably going to zugtamoy's to do something and you fell down there (laughs) yeah that's how you got here yeah (laughs) uh i mean maybe maybe the ooze uprising is actually happening and so now you got to go to the source maybe that's (laughs) maybe your can't maybe your carefully crafted woven campaign is the ooze uprising (laughs) and if it is that's fucking cool and i want to know about it (laughs) so you're here you're fighting geoblex these are the things he can do when it's not his turn he can turn you into soup he gets two actions number one God, they're both so long. Jubilex slimes are a squ- uh, slimes a square area of ground it can see within the layer. The area can be up to 10 feet on a side. The slime lasts for one hour or until it is burned away with fire. When the slime nice. appears, each creature in the area must succeed a DC 21 saving throw or become restrained. 
Okay, so it's like a restraining ooze. That's cool. They just fucking splatoon grenade the ground exactly. right there. Exactly. When a creature enters the area for the first time or a turn or on a turn on a turn or ends its turn there, the creature must make the same saving throw to not be restrained. Hmm. A restrained creature is stuck as long as it remains in the slimy area or until it breaks free. The restrained creature or another creature that can reach it can use its action to try and break free and must succeed on a DC 21 strength check. Okay. So this is a, you're stuck there. Yeah, that's a pretty high check. Yeah. If the slime is set on fire, it burns away after one round. Any creature that starts its turn, excuse me, in the burning slime takes 4d10 fire damage. 4d10 So it's a dangerous damage. way to get rid of the slime. If yeah. Someone's in it. I was going to say, are, are <laughs> other uh, oozes and slimes susceptible to fire? I don't remember that part. Um, like, are the basic enemy ones, they're not weak to fire, right? I don't fire, think so, right? no. Yeah. I don't think so. This is just this specific goo. I guess like, so. Like, all these goos and slimes have different chemical compositions, it exactly. seems like. Okay, exactly. like, they're cold. There's, there's I mean, cold they're ones? all different colors and consistencies. That makes yeah. sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the only other action Jubilex can take as a layer action. Jubilex slimes a square. He likes to slime things, doesn't he? He likes slime and uh, squares. Jubilex. <laughs> Jubilex slimes a square area of ground it can see within the layer. The area can be up to 10 feet wide on the side. The slime lasts for an hour until it's burned away. When the slime appears, each creature on it must succeed a DC 21 dexterity saving throw or fall prone and slide 10 feet in a random direction determined by a D8 roll. When a creature enters the area for the first time... So this is a slippery, sli- slippery slime. He's okay. a sticky slime, a slippery slime. Those are the only two things he does. <laughs> I told you, he's like the weakest, most simple demon lord. He's got two nostrils. Like, one's got sticky stuff and one's got slippy <laughs> exactly, stuff. Exactly, exactly. And none of it does any damage, which is actually... He's already at a major disadvantage compared to other demon lords right now. Because <laughs> he's not doing any damage no, with his lair effects. He's just like fucking with you. He's like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Look at him sliding around. Exactly. Hey, big smart black pudding, check this out. <laughs> Exactly. All right, so let's get to his stat block, which is actually very substantial. Holy shit. Um, are you ready for this? It's a Jewablex, voiced by Seth Rogen. <laughs> That's not too far off. He did voice that one slime creature in that one movie. <laughs> oh, the Mega Mind? Yeah, no, not Mega Mind. It, it was like was, it came out at the same time as Mega Mind, uh, right? Yeah, it did. It was like it was, it was They're bad. all monsters. One of them's Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah exactly. I remember. Yes, I remember. Yes, yes. Anyways, Jewablex. Was it a bad movie? You have Seth Rogen okay. voicing a slime it was monster. Already. It was okay. He's a big idiot. I've seen it three times somehow. I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> Here we are. Okay. All right, Jubilex. Huge Fiend. Chaotic Evil. Armor class 18. Um, hit points 350. That seems kind of low, but okay. Uh, speed 30 feet. Strength 24. Dexterity 10. Constitution 23. Intelligence 20. Wisdom 20. Charisma 16. Um, he's resistant to cold fire and lightning. He's immune to poison. He's immune to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage that isn't magical. Mm-hmm. He is immune to the conditions of being blinded, charmed, deafened, exhausted, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, prone, restrained, stunned, or unconscious. Don't bother with conditions. He can't have them. He can't have conditions. <laughs> Indeed. He is a condition. He has true sight of 120 feet. That's good. Um, he has telepathy and can speak all languages. <laughs> That's good. Um, so he has one major feat. No, he's got a few features. But one, two, three unique features. We'll start okay. with the first one. It's called Foul. <laughs> Any creature other than an ooze that starts its turn within 10 feet of Jewelblex must succeed a DC 21 constitution saving throw or be poisoned until the start of the creature's next turn. So he has, he's got a poison aura about him. He stinks so bad. Okay. Um, he has regeneration. Jubilex regains 20 hit points at the start of its turn. If it takes fire or radiant damage, this trait doesn't function at the start of its next turn. Jubilex dies only if it starts its turn with zero hit points and doesn't have regeneration. That's an interesting so mechanic. That's just like trolls. Yeah. And so that that kind of boosts his power level a little bit there. Yeah. He's really it, resilient. He's regenerating that yeah. low HP. As exactly. You, yeah. 
and um, and he won't stay down unless you do a certain thing to him. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he has spider climb. He can climb all surfaces. So like fire is good down here. Like in this one away, case, in this yeah, scenario. in this one case, you want to bring fire to a Jubilex fight for sure. Yeah, you're gonna burn away mm. that that stuff on the ground. Right. Uh, hopefully, you can like burning hands and use low level spell slots to kind of maintain the battlefield. It's yeah, like a big and then make sure cone. you have something ready to to finish them off. Ooh, like a like the the lesser used one. I feel like is the sphere, the sun sphere or whatever. Oh, flaming sphere. Flaming sphere. That yeah. that because you can move that around. You could just like yeah, absolutely. Bonus action, move just, it to the just, squares. You, you're stat. not caring about the damage. You're just using it to keep the regeneration. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's smart. Um, and then he has a lot of the basic ones they all uh, all the demon lords have. Uh, he has legendary resistance, uh, where he can save if he fails to save uh, three times a day. Magic resistance, he has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Um, magic weapons, Jubilix's weapon attacks are considered to be magical. And then lastly, he does have some innate spell casting uh, based off of his charisma. Um, he can innately cast the following spells Acid Splash, Detect Magic, Blight, Contagion, and Gaseous Form. Hmm. Um, okay. Which are all pretty good. Those are cool spells. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's get into his action. So he has a multi-attack, which um, he only has one type of melee attack called Acid Lash. So Acid Lash is a melee weapon attack, plus 14 hit, reach 10 feet, one target, 46 plus 7 acid damage. Any creature killed by this attack is drawn into Jubilix, Jubilix's body, and the corpse is obliterated after one minute. So he can perma kill you with his basic attack under the right circumstances. Oh, just sizzle you until Indeed. until you are the ooze. Fucking obliterated. Oh, jeez. Um, his other ability or action, I should say, is called eject slime, and it's on a recharge of five or six. <laughs> eject slime. Eject or slime. sneeze. Or sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> he really likes to sneeze, doesn't he? Jubilex spews out a corrosive slime, targeting one creature that it can see within sixty feet of it. The target must make a DC twenty one dexterity saving throw. On a failure, the target takes. 55 or 10d10 acid damage. Holy shit. Unless the target avoids taking any of this damage, any metal armor worn by the target takes a permanent negative one penalty to the AC it offers. Oh. And any metal weapon it is carrying or wearing takes a permanent negative one penalty to damage rolls. That's the, a black pudding thing. Yeah, and this this seems to punch through magical weapons and armor too. The penalty wow. Yeah, the penalty worsens each time the target is subjected to this effect. If the penalty on an object it drops to negative five, that object is destroyed. Yeah. So he yeah. fucks up with your he fucks your shit up. He fucks your magical weapons up yeah. over. So if you're a you honestly this protect is scary. Your, this is a scary fight. This fight went from being like eh to like, no, this is actually kind of scary. Yeah, because your your damage spongers are getting are, like absorbed Taken out. Yeah, yeah exactly five turns deep and like you're useless yeah if you gotta if, if things went bad you gotta yeah. break out another weapon Absolutely. or like and you be, do, how many times are you busting out two magical weapons and then a third you know right. what i mean like exactly like do you have three magical weapons on you that are Ready good to go? for this fight yeah it, exactly if you're prepared and like, you can't you can't rely on spells because he he has advantage in all saving throws against them yeah I, i'm thinking that like in most cases during campaigns, you probably don't expect to fight this guy. Oh, God, probably, he just rolls. You got to run. Yeah. Fuck like, that. Like, honestly, you're probably doing something in upstairs uh, with Zuktamoy, and <laughs> yeah. you're prepared for that fight yeah. and maybe not so prepared for this guy. So if right. things break bad and you fall down, uh -huh. now you have to fight him. This is bad news. Bad news bears. All right. Let's get to the last bit of it. Legendary actions. He has three legendary actions he can take. Uh, the first is just an extra acid. Oh, no, not, not extra acid. Lash. This is called Acid Splash. He casts the spell Acid Splash. Okay, I was like, the spell? Yeah. yeah. The next one is, he makes an extra Acid Lash attack. Oh, okay. And the last thing, he has is a unique ability called Corrupting Touch. 
Um, this is a melee weapon attack, plus 14 to hit, reach 10 feet, one creature, 46 plus 7 poison damage, and the target is slimed. Mm. Until the slime is scraped off with an action, the target is poisoned in any creature other than ooze. Wait, wait. And any creature other than an ooze is poisoned while within 10 feet of the target. So this is like oh, a mass shoot. poisoning. So you're getting hit and then yeah. it's... And this is a- happening AOE. in his off turn too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I re- I'm a fan of this. Good job, Wizards. I really like this one. Yeah, man. Uh, that was that was kind of wicked. So yeah. some fla- I'm going to offer you some flavor for your Jubilex fight. Okay, yeah. Every action and attack is like a really nasty thing a person would do, like sneezing, coughing, vomiting, or like yeah. for the acid lash, like mm-hmm. a, a little like boil appears uh, on the surface and he pops, and he pops it. it. Uh, <laughs> and it shoots out. The, no. It lashes out with some acid. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I I do like the disgusting factor of your homebrew. Yeah, and yeah. farts. Farts? Farts. Oh, farts and, and excrement. Yeah, yeah. he's real it. nasty about all it. All of it. He's just a giant fart monster. Are, are, is all the pus in the world and all the goo uh, like ruled by Juvlex? Like if you if you have a nasty wound and you got no. some pussy, oozy no. stuff, is no. he like looking, is he winking at you? No, he's not. He's not. <laughs> not at all. Okay. I do like Juvlex because as I've uh, talked a, a bit about before in the show, oozes are like my favorite D&D monster. I just, they're pretty I, funny. I think they're fucking hilarious. And they're also intimidating too. Like they ride that line of being comical, but also terrifying and i like that yeah because they will suffocate you yeah it's and and they're scary because it's like it's this non-living even though it is a live entity that's non-understandable you can't be reasoned with um it only hungers and that, yeah and if you're overwhelmed you're fucked and so it's like, scary it's so like for low level players from like players level one to five like yeah. you're throwing these guys and mimics at mm-hmm. players in dungeons is, is a fun way to make them kind of like make panic options and stuff yeah, happen exactly but then you get the funny side too like the 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 idea of a gelatinous cube just makes me laugh <laughs> yeah it's like nothing alive is square and there's nothing keeping this thing square it just is square. It is square it and is i love square. it i love it so much that's because jubilex is formless or whatever yeah so it's exactly. just whatever he wills himself to be shaped right. like he could be a giant gelatinous cube if he so decided he could be a cube he could be a pentagon he could, he could he could definitely be that yes um he takes the form of his uh his gukuzi yes. oh you found I it i did it all right let's call let's get ready for a short long rest okay hey everybody be sure to check out super, super quest, quest saga. saga a future fantasy fifth edition DD actual play podcast home brewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly me and set in space and i play in it along with your special guest jake and friend of the show josh freeland you can find it on youtube itunes or anywhere else you can get your podcasts Saga. Will these slippers have uh, traction on the bottom that help me walk around and get ready for bed? They nice. they keep the stink off my feet as good, I walk around the, the oozy lair yeah, that is we, my unkept bathroom. As we try and leave the slime pits here. Oh, I mean Brian's bathroom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I keep a clean house. I run a tight ship. Uh, let's let's get ready for bed. And when we do that, we like new. We like to buy new merch yeah. from our own merch shop. I guess so. Yeah, we do. I am going to buy my own shirt soon. That's good. I'm uh, glad. I really I'm glad like, to hear it. <laughs> I like our year of the big guy art. Me too. It's really nice. It's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, we got a new thumbnail and uh, we got to work that out on Podbean. Some, uh, oh, is it not? Is that why you were talking to me about Podbean? Yeah. I'll we, look into it tonight. We just got to log into Podbean and change our thumbnail. Thank you to the user on Patreon that let us know that that wasn't changed yet. Yes, indeed. I, why, why is Podbean different? Like, I uploaded it to iTunes. It, it changed is. everywhere except for Podbean. Because Podbean and iTunes aren't married. If you notice our, our old logo anywhere and we didn't see it, I thought I'd, I, I, I don't know. I'll check around. But if you, if you notice it and you want to let us know, that'd be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks. Um, 
buying our merch is helpful. That's super cool. Yeah. So you guys can go do that if you want. Um, it's also very cool. Plus art. it's cool because you get to represent us and then other people see the shirt and they're like, hey, what's that? And then you can tell them all about it. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's how we flourish as a show is you guys telling people about the show. So thank you very much for doing that too. Um, we pumped the Patreon in the short rest, but you can find that at the Dungeon Cast. Patreon.com slash the Dungeon Cast. I think mm. they sent us a new... We're going to like beta some stuff with that um, for like the, the RSS feed mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is hooked up with Patreon. They're going to they're, they're trying to switch over to like a new, better system. I support okay. everything Patreon does to better themselves because mm-hmm. they need to. And they you know they need to. A lot of room to, of improvement. Yeah. So. They send us a lot of emails sure. about yeah, like we're working on it. Like we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Here's a summary. I, I, in a way, I get it because like we're always trying to improve. And dude, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to do stuff. It is hard to do stuff. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, also Super Quest Saga. We've been on hiatus for a little while. Speaking of doing stuff. Speaking of doing stuff. Um, we've been on hiatus. We planned that hiatus and then the outbreak happened. Yeah. So it continued the hiatus because now we can't. We record that in person. Mm-hmm. We are going to change that to not record in person, which means the game will be brought to you in uh, an remotely on, remotely we're gonna we're gonna record it it's gonna be presented to you in the same like you guys won't still, notice that much of a difference probably maybe it'll look different i think okay. just like the like this we're gonna re- screen record people's faces on like zoom or something like that yeah we'll so figure it out we'll figure it out but we, we're, we're, we're gonna we're get back to it, it with a with a ranger danger right hey <laughs> there it is so patreon people we should have done this in the short rest or we in the dungeon have. chats but um sure. <laughs> ranger danger part two i'm halfway through writing the campaign <laughs> Um, is it two ranger two danger two ranger two danger i don't I know, know. is that too obvious i don't know what to call it yet um i i know what the plot is going to be cool beans. um i'm just trying to um figure out the something interesting to do in the second act and then we're good pretty much yeah. so i'll have that ready soon i'm gonna have to rebuild uh rock rock from yeah. the ground up because i don't have that sheet that sheet was long gone that's lost. okay just yeah. get it close and it's cool it's he's fine. a different man now anyway it's like yes i, I have a a cool opening scene plan for him. Dope. Okay. And I, I have um, cool opening scenes to ride off of anybody's cool opening scene also. Oh, awesome. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Freeland and your special guest Jake will be playing with that, but it will be premiering on our Patreon only. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, you can go listen to the first edition of Ranger Danger, Volume 1, mm-hmm. which is for free on our Patreon right now for you to listen to. So mm-hmm. anybody can go there. You do not have to be a patron. You can go there and watch and listen to Ranger Danger. It's audio only. Yeah. It's a couple hours of like the goofiest game we've ever played. Definitely. It's really funny. And, um, and I think you guys would like it. So go check it out um, and give mm-hmm. it a refresher if you're on Patreon and you're, you want to get right for the next one. <laughs> right, it's like, right. Our assignment this week is yeah. to go listen to that ourselves. It's funny. I, I just recently listened to it. Not that long ago. Oh, cool. I was showing Tom at work. You'll yeah. have to recap some of the finer details to me I with will. your character. I will. Uh, I'm going to listen to it as well. But uh, what did Tom think of it? Oh, he seemed to really enjoy it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tom is Will's coworker in, in real life. Yes. Um, so uh, <laughs> let's see what else. We did the merch shop and we did Super Quest Saga will be returning. We don't know exactly when yet, but we, we're we not going to. Yeah. As soon as we know, you'll know. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're going to work out all the bugs. With, that's why we're doing Ranger Danger first. We're going to work out all the bugs with the distance uh, recording and yeah. then we're going to do Saga so we can exactly. get that shit crispy and right for everybody mm. that wants that, that those pan seared edges <laughs> delicious um, what else do we have going on Will I, anything I think we're good I, we haven't uh, announced a new contest yet but we will soon I'm thinking of something okay cool um, I mean there's uh, that book Theros uh, I was explained to us that it was based off this new release is going to be no it's uh, based off of Greek mythology I think which I think is the magic oh the, it is magic so, yeah, you're right yeah, it is exactly. magic gathering so um, 
I'll looks look cool. into that. If people are interested in that, I, I I don't mind running a contest for it. It looks like they're really leaning in, man. Yeah. Ravnica and now this. Yeah, they're gonna. And this is a thing. I I know it's a thing, but I'm not sure how popular it actually is. Because I don't think Ravnica was actually that popular. I don't know. Um, we should look into that. Yeah, but if yeah, let let me know if that's something that you guys are interested in. Let me know if there's something else out there. Like a, I was thinking more along the lines of like, hey, this is a time to maybe get friends and family or people who haven't tried D or maybe you watch because there's a lot of people who say they watch the show but they don't play. Mm-hmm. This might be a good time. You know, we're all we're all quarantined. You know, everyone's with their families. Maybe you should try the game. Maybe maybe we should give out a couple uh, starter kits or or. Uh, a couple of the the base core book trilogy. That's a great idea. Those yeah. are like fifteen bucks, and we can just like yeah, shoot out a bunch thinking. of those at the same time. Exactly. So maybe we can do that giveaway. But I'll let you guys know. Um, you'll see it on Twitter. And I think this long rest is getting a little too long. Well, one more thing. Oh, I did time. notice a um, a thing that um, Dungeons and Dragons did in uh-huh. their earlier episodes. They were like, "We'll give you this. We'll give away a book." But they're uh-huh. also like, "If you don't want that book, we'll get you any book, any source book." Hey, yeah, that's cool. We'll kind of rotate fine. one that's, in and yeah, out. We'll, we'll cool. play around with some things. You guys, let us know in the comments below what you want to see, and we'll we'll try to work something out. But we will have some contests soon. Please spread the word about the Dungeon Cast mm-hmm. and Supergrass Saga. If you're not watching that, now's a great time. It's always a great time to catch up. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I think let's, we can call, let's it call it a game. game. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.